Today is my birthday, and my father said I can have anything I want. Good for you and your father. So guess what I want? A new brain. The following program is in no way representative of the high-quality programming usually heard on the Maverick Radio Network. The views expressed and fishing techniques demonstrated are not endorsed by this station. The following is not a news broadcast. happening ton it's right here here we are lemon and lime prime time baby welcome to the five count here it is it's the five count 17 year anniversary show whoa wow 17 years ton that's kind of ridiculous i was in eighth grade when we started this program and here we are all these years later unbelievable i know right people still do that i know right i don't know if people do that and i hate it still you don't know right ton this is a big show kind i mean it's sorta this is super huge big time ultra mega 17 year anniversary and you know what you know what out there gentle listeners after all these years ton is in fact still a true foo schnick (laughs) yes Dude, I am just so pumped and so ready to be here. I am just, I can't even tell you how great it is to see your face and your sweet gold chain. And I got my chain on and we're ready to be two chains. Ton is helping commemorate the big anniversary by dressing like former general manager Jim Gully Gullickson. Yeah, dude. I appreciate What's that. What's the problem? Why do you, why do you, what no is problem, your, No problems here. You don't like my attire. I got really nice shorts on. I got a shirt with a bunch of lemons on it. I just said you were dressed like my hero, Jim Gullickson. That's a GD lie. He's not your hero at all. Well, you're my new hero. You've said very unfavorable things about that man. I'm just jealous of his golf handicap. That's all. Okay. Ton, we've got a big show tonight. Uh, We've got an exclusive interview with a guest that I've been trying to get on the show for the past 17 years no way before we had our first celebrity guest quote unquote all the way back when we talked to bill mosley actor bill mosley back in like 2004 i think yes i was trying to get this guy on the show no way and finally the stars aligned tons biceps aligned (laughs) oh dude 
on the program tonight, actor, one of my all-time personal favorites, Mark Holton. What? Francis Buxton from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yes, dude. He played Chubbs in Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf 2. This is ridiculous. He was Ozzy in The Leprechaun. He was Gacy in the film Gacy. I remember. He was in A League of Their Own. He was in Naked Gun. He's in A League of His Own. He was in uh, some other things, too, that are really great. You love this guy. He's on the five count tonight. This is really exciting, actually. He was in that movie based off of Tun's uh, childhood, Little Giants. Little Giants. Remember that one? Dude, that's really... This is going to be cool. Because these, these are the precise like type of people that we need to have on this program. People that others... like People that just stay stuck in the here and the now and they have no idea or cares about what happened previously. Those people need to know about awesome actors like this guy who is in tons of stuff. And all the people can remember is Michael J. Fox. Well, guess what? This guy was in the movie too. Yeah, he played Chubbs. Yes. You want to know something? Here's a side story that's going to sound kind of stalkerish, and I'm glad I didn't mention it to Mark when we talked to him. All right. When I played high school football, we had a choice of jerseys. Which number you wanted? They were all laid out. Yeah. I chose number 55 Whoa, for the Lesueur Henderson Giants. No way. And some people on the team were like, oh, I see you're picking number 55. Was that for Junior Seau? I said no. No. It's the number that Chubbs wore in Teen Wolf. Yes, dude. Number 55. Man, this is awesome. So just wanted to mention that that was a weird thing I did for four years in high school. And I'm glad I didn't mention it to Mark because he probably would have hung up on me. You're a great man. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's a big night. So I figured why not be even creepier somehow? I didn't know if I could pull it off, but I did it. Here we are. I did it, Ton. You have done it. We've got five cow mailbag questions. We've got voicemails. Tons wearing a shirt with fruit on it. Lemons, dude. Chest hair. A little bit of chest hair, a little bit of lemons, a little bit of gold chain action. Got all sorts of amazing stuff. It's going to be a good night. It's going to smack you right in the back of the head with great radio. Yeah, it is. Right in the external occipital protuberance area. <laughs> yes. Now you're talking, man. Wow. So, Ton, let me ask you a question here before okay. we get head to the musical break. I'm ready. Um, anniversaries passed yeah. here on the five count. As we mentioned, 17-year anniversary. Uh-huh. We've had big celebrations, big to-dos, five-hour-plus-long shows. Yeah. A dozen guests on. Yeah. Snacks, live music, yep. fanfare. Mm-hmm. Everybody was just loving it. Here we are, 17 years later. We're alone, pre-recording, in a basement of a realty company. Your thoughts? <laughs> um, yeah. What's happened here? I'm not exactly sure what's fully happened. Here's the first thing I'm going to say. Are you ready for this? I don't think I am, Ton. I feel like it might make me cry. The first thing I'm going to say is that I'm not really that bothered by it because it's us that makes the magic, not the extra stuff. Okay. It's you and I, pal. I appreciate you saying that. I don't know if I believe it, but I 
gonna pretend I do. It's you and I, no matter where we are or what we're doing. It's us that makes the magic. It's very romantic. That's the first thing I'm gonna say. Secondly, um, we, you know, we're getting older. We got kids. Some of these kids can't be up this late. You know, I mean, I don't know about you exactly, but my wife wants to have nothing to do with this program or anything that I do that's fun, really. So, you know, that's she wouldn't even if I asked her, I don't think she would come to a thing and try to have it be fun for us. Ton is more and more as the year is going on. He's kind of morphing into a like an Al Bundy kind of. Just the way you look at this, his body language, and he's all just like, Ugh. yeah. Well, it takes two to tango, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, also, like, we don't, I haven't talked to Al for a hundred years. I'm not even sure if he's still alive. I think you tried to talk to Dirtall, and he did not respond or something. You know, like the people that used to like us and hang out and want to be cool with us either don't like us anymore or maybe they're just intimidated by how awesome you are now you as in you or you but i'm just saying i have no idea you know like lives change people change things get busy things things uh priorities change you know so but it's us it's us dust it, you're kind of likening it to an old marriage where like kind of the romance has died and the flame is still there, but I mean it's kind of like just a kiss on the forehead, happy anniversary, good oh, night. That, that good night, usually time. happens for a lot long for people way married longer than me. No, I mean not your actual marriage. Oh. I'm talking about this program. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was. I thought okay. I mean, I still love you. Or at the very least, like, like, like you. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, the fanfare and the streamers and the party noise-makey thingies, and that's all, it's all in a trunk someplace. I mean, you're trying to downplay it, I feel like. You're saying we've grown tired of the whole thing, or what? Not me. I uh, wanted a cake. You said, no way. So I had to settle for this orange Julius, which is way too frothy to be ingested right before you do a great radio show. Yeah, that's, wow. Maybe a poor choice. I can't eat those cakes. Ton uh, used to be all about grabbing them cakes. Now he can't even eat cake. I'd love to grab them cakes. Man, is that all you do? I would love to do that. Ton, it's fine. It's our 17-year anniversary show. We can't even take phone calls, but, you know, we can still just have a good time. Oh, yeah. Mark Holton's on the show. So that means we have an excuse to play probably, roughly, most of the soundtrack to Teen Wolf. Yeah, dude, and that's a good plan. Which I'm always looking for a reason to do. Yes. Tonight's the night. And we'll be back after this. Happy anniversary, Ton. Thank you. Clothes catch on fire Then my car hits a tree You might think it's a big catastrophe Just seems normal to me
Hey, this is Chop Top, boys and girls, and you're listening to the Five Count. So don't touch that dial, or I'll lick your plate.
say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail by the twilight's last gleaming the bright stripes and broad stars in the perilous night on the ramparts we watch at Da 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 da, and the rockets' red glare, lots of bombs in the air, gave proof through the night that we still had a flag. Oh, say does that flag banner wave over all? Free in the home of the brave and the land of the free. Oh, 
on my brow I've got to believe you'll turn out to be real Promise you'll return Can't you see I'm Behart from the Tim and Eric Awesome Show. Great job. And from Check It Out with Dr. Steve Brule. And you're listening to Radio uh, 5 Count all the way. Better than Count Dracula. buddy oh yeah jeez louise <laughs> yes dude hey we're back 
It's the five count. Guess Man. how long Ton's been here? 17 years, 17 give or take. 17 years. Uh, it's the exact anniversary. June 12th was the day. Wow. That the first episode of the five count aired on KMSU KMSK. Wow. Guess what happened? I know I've told this story before, but it's the anniversary, so I'll tell it again. Yeah, do it. Uh, the show aired, and also Overnight Jazz aired, too, simultaneously at the same time. And a couple people who I really excitedly told that I had a radio show, hey, you got to listen. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah, it's not a real stupid time, but I'll make it work. Yeah, I'm going to do it for you, buddy. And then they tuned in, and they said, oh, that was a real strange, I don't know what you were playing there. It was just weird avant-garde man it's like well that's because two damn things were playing at once oh man so we tried it again the following week do you remember that i said hey let's at least try to get the show on the air totally remember this so uh june 19th 2004 we tried to play it again yeah guess what happened jazz more jazz yeah two weeks in a row so i said f this s and I just went up there the third week, June uh, 26th, yeah. 2004, and did the show live because I realized very early on that you're just not allowed to uh, do pre-recorded shows, even though every other single show on the station can somehow pull it off. But I was not destined to be one of them. Yeah. And that was 17 years ago. So it's funny. We, we uh, used to, before COVID, we prided ourselves on never being a pre-recorded show but really it was more like out of spite right and necessity yes because if we tried to pre-record there's a good chance it wouldn't air because literally under under former management of this station literally for over a decade for over a decade every time we pre-recorded the program something weird would happen some kind of sabotage would happen Something. People are jealous of tongue. That's what it comes down to. For over a decade, Dust. You know what I'm saying? And and oh, it, I was there. The funny thing is, even in retrospect now, I know we used to just think that it was like, it was something weird. Like they didn't like us or whatever it was. Literally now, it I, I, I don't know. I actually have pretty pretty full confidence that it was incompetence on management's part. Like, it was just, they, like, didn't care and didn't just, I don't know. Well, it's been a fun ride. This is the last show. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Well, I said previous management. I mean. Ton, previously I mentioned that we've got an exclusive interview with actor Mark Holton tonight. Yeah, man. Man, he's got a, he's back. I was looking for him for 17 years. Couldn't find a trace of him. 17. Now he's on Cameo. Now he's got a website, markholtonstore.com. You can buy like mouse pads and coffee mugs and autographs and stuff. Like with his face on it? Yeah. Wow. I didn't even know that. He's on Cameo, which I think you ought to be on Cameo. I should be on Cameo. I mean, it's like Father's Day is coming up. A lot of people, a lot of dads out there would love to get a personalized greeting from you. Oh. But we did it, Ton. It's a nice thing. Mark Holton's on the program tonight. That's going to be awesome. It's uh, one of those names that was always like on the top five for me. Really? So we cross that one off. Who else is on the top four? Now I guess it would be 
Pam Greer still on there. Yeah. Sly. Sly. Tons dad. Chuck think, Norris. I think that'd be a good show. And Chuck Norris. My dad? If we had my dad on? That would be weird. <laughs> Let's do it for Father's Day. <laughs> that'd be a weird program. I mean, I'll, I could talk to him, I guess. Ton, I got a five-count mailbag question. No way. Uh, it's true. Actually, this came in through the five-count hotline, which is the thing you could call and leave a message. You can even text it like the kids like to do, the millennials. It's 507-519-2030. Yeah, man. Here's one from John. In New Ulm, I believe. Saw Cruella movie. Thought it was good. Plus good music soundtrack. Five count, 17 years old. Means I missed first five years. What did the tie say to the hat? You go ahead. I will hang around. From the land of sauerkraut and summer sausage, John, what up? What up? John, thank you so much. Ton didn't get the joke, but... He's a longtime fan. I got the joke. Really super hilarious. John, thank you so much. You know, we do need to go to New Ulm, and we need to eat at that lamplighter or somewhere, or George's maybe. Heard good things about both places. You know what I heard? What? I heard if you were like John and New Ulm and missed the first five years of the show, yeah. you could actually find most of them on our Patreon page. Yes, you can. Because that is where the first five years of the show is going to reside. It's all right there, man. Patreon. Now, I mean, it's our anniversary. It's like our birthday. Get us a birthday gift yes. by signing on to Patreon. Do it. We had a bonus show that just dropped yesterday. If you're hearing this live. And it's a good one, seriously. It's uh, like, I wouldn't listen to it with my kid. Yeah, but it's I mean, pretty good. It's pretty risque. It's very adult. As tons of aunts like to say. Yeah. Risque. I even like saying that. I mean. Must be where I got it from. Yeah. John, thank you so much is what I'm trying to say. Let's go to New Ulm and just eat some of that sauerkraut, dude. Sausages. Delicious. Hey, I've got a question from Billy Floyd shouts. No way. Speaking of associate producers on Patreon, this guy's been on there like uh, all up in your your business. Yeah, he has. Cheers to 17 years. See, he's already rhyming. In honor of the anniversary, I'm going to switch things up and ask a question about wrestling. Thank you. Hilarious. What are your quick opinions on the most recent WWE talent cuts? Should AEW be signing any of them? And do you think WWE dropped the ball on any of them? For reference, here is a list of the newest free agents. He even sent a list here, Tom, because I knew that you would have no clue what he was talking about. You're 100% correct. That was from Billy Floyd Shouts. Let me see it here. Let me see this. Can I just say, and I know this is going to rub Floyd Shouts the wrong way. You um, can. AEW, not, not for me. Yeah, it's not for me either. I tried watching it, and it's like, uh, it's, a little, it's not my cup of tea. Interesting. What? Interesting. Okay. Braun Strowman. Um, Five count alumnus, Braun Strowman. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, I appreciate that he was on our program and everything. He was a nice guy, but um, I was never really a fan, so don't really care. Alistair Black, 100% do not care. 
Never liked that guy. Thought it was stupid. Didn't like his whole gimmick. He's I'm, like a vampire. I don't care. Oh. So I'm sure he's a nice person. Like, <laughs> this is Alistair Black. If you're listening, I don't know what your real name is. I'm guessing that he's you're probably listening. I'm guessing you're a fine gentleman in your own time or whatever. Like, you're, I'm sure you're a nice person. Um, I just didn't dig your thing within wrestling. And that's if you are a wrestler. You should understand that more than anyone else. That's all. That's all I should say. Ruby Riot um, wasn't a huge fan. Wasn't a huge fan, but whatever. So it's okay. I mean, Lana, huge fan. <laughs> huge fan. Serious bummer. That bums me out. You'd like to drop the ball on her? Oh, is that what you're saying? Oh, yes. Yes. It's inappropriate, son. Numerous times. Buddy Murphy, no idea who that is. Not sure I know either. Santana Garrett, no idea. No idea who that is. Velveteen Dream, that is definitely a bad move on WWE's part because the Velveteen Dream was the business. Yeah, but do you know why they got rid of him? No. Because he was creepy online. Really? He was talking to like teenagers and saying, hey, how you doing? I'm the Velveteen Dream. Want to get some coffee or something? One of those kind of things. Yeah, don't do that. It's not good for the shareholders. That isn't good at all. Dude, Velveteen Dream, why do you got to be like that, man? I really liked the Velveteen Dream, but after stories like that, it's questionable. Sorry, Ton. I wanted to get that out there before you started telling everyone how much you admired him. Yeah. Knowing that he was chatting with like 16-year-old ladies. Yeah, that's not cool. Velveteen Dream, come on, dude. Well... Come on, man. I'm hoping that somehow some of, or not, maybe all of those guys wind up wrestling uh, down at the Cato Ballroom sometime later this summer. Yeah, I got to say, um, I'm with Dust. AEW, nah, nah. But Floyd shouts, that's also, you need to understand that I am fairly meh right now just in life, okay? Not I'm, looking. I'm really, yeah, not looking. Not looking. Just my whole attitude right now is just kind of like, Nah, I'm like lacking some passion in my life and I've been talking about wanting more of it and you know, it's just not there right now for me. But don't worry because even though Ton might seem meh on the inside, he's always going to be top notch on the outside. Top notch. So there you go, Floyd Schultz. Now I will, I hold on a second. Hold on a second. I very willingly answered these questions and went right down that list very willingly, yeah. knowing that Floyd Shouts is going to hate my guts and throw me under every bus and train flying by the internet as soon as he hears this program. Now, I need you to go ahead and also go through this list so that when Floyd Shouts listens to it, he doesn't go, see, Dusty's my best friend, and he knows cool stuff, <laughs> and he likes, likes everything that I like, and Ton, you can go suck an egg. Damn. Even though he'll say that anyway. You're on to my trick of staying beloved. I know. I know this, man. Uh, okay, here's my list. Braun Strowman. Yeah. Um, that guy's like seven four, six hundred pounds. Yeah. And he lost all the time. Yeah. So it's like, where do you go from there? Yeah, it was dumb. Like, the giant got beat up all the time by everybody. So you kind of don't have anything else to do. Yeah. Might as well cut him. I'm with you. Alistair Black, I don't know. He's like a vampire guy. It's kind of weird. Not into it. Ruby Riot, is she the one that only had one pant leg? Yep. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's yes. all right. Lana, that's more of Tun's thing. Oh. Mm. She was kind of like, uh, had an accent, then mm. didn't have an accent, and then. Dude, accent or no, I don't care. Mm. Buddy Murphy? Mm. Actually, I don't know who that is. <laughs> you don't know who it is either. I have no idea who that is. Santana Garrett? Is who that, is that? That's like your. Is that a new super group with Carlos Santana and your stepdad? Yeah. Awesome. I'd, I'd go see them. <laughs> uh, Velveteen Dream. Uh, I don't know. He was kind of like a prince sort of dude. And then he started talking to ninth graders and kind of want to just steer clear of that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that about him. That's a serious bummer. Especially like, dude, look at the Velveteen Dream. Right. He can just go, he can have some real women, right? And he can just have his, he can, I feel like there's nothing in the way of Velveteen Dream and his passions in life. Why would he be barking up the 16-year-old train? That's not okay, dude. Yeah, I don't, I just read it. That's not all right. That's not even almost all right. That's not acceptable, Velveteen Dream. I'm disappointed. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. I'm disappointed in that guy right now. Sorry, Tony. I got something that'll cheer you up. An exclusive interview with actor Mark Holton. Oh, yeah. He was in The Naked Gun. That's a great film. And Teen Wolf Part 2. It's called Teen Wolf 2. T-O-O. Like also Teen Wolf. Because <laughs> Teen Wolf's cousin was also a Teen Wolf, except yes. he was a boxer. Yes. In case you hadn't seen it. Spoiler alert. Love it. It's not very good. What do you mean? Except for Mark Holton. He's the only guy that saves it. Yeah. And I, I think... Teen Wolf's dad was back for it, yeah, and was. I don't know if Styles was the same Styles. It might have been a different Styles. I want to say that it was the same Styles. I really want to say that. Ton, you're like the real life Styles. Thank you. So Just want much. you to know that. Thank you, dude. It's no problem. I appreciate. Hey, that. it's the 17 year anniversary. Got to let it all hang out. Here's our exclusive interview with Mark Holton. Thank you. <laughs> We are joined on the phone today by actor Mark Holton. You probably remember him as Francis Buxton from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Of course, he was also in Teen Wolf, and he was in Leprechaun, A League of Their Own, Little Giants, Naked Guns, so many films over the years. Hey, Mark, how you doing today? Hey, Justin. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Oh, I, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for asking me to be on the Maverick. <laughs> well, I just had a few questions for you, so I won't keep you too long. Far away, man. I'm, I'm not on a short leash today. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, first of all, what have you been up to as of late? Have you been uh, working on anything, you know, during the pandemic here? A lot of people have had some downtime, obviously. Well, uh, that's one of the things I was going to tell you about it. We did a film during the pandemic. Uh, it was originally uh, supposed to be shot in uh, New York State. And somehow someone put together... I deal with an old hotel in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. So we were able to get tested, move into the old hotel, use pretty much, uh, you know, every uh, set that we needed was already there. And um, the name of the film is Scream. And it was shot uh, right in the middle of it. Uh, I don't know if you are familiar with a a, a kind of a classic... uh, horror film called reanimator oh sure sure yeah 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 the the lead guy jeffrey combs uh was uh, the star of the film 
uh, has a lot of uh, uh, different uh, character actors or whatever. Tim Reed from WKRP okay. uh, is in it. And uh, I saw uh, a few uh, scenes of his, and uh, it was, I, I don't think anybody will be disappointed. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was just, it was one of the few things going on out there. And, uh, I knew the director and he said, would you like to do this? And I said, yes, get me the hell out of this COVID hell <laughs> and put me in front of a camera. So Excellent. that was kind of cool. Um, so it was a nice break from the isolation. Let's put it that way. Definitely. Do you know uh, when we might be able to see that film? Is that coming out soon? Or? Uh, it, it won't be that long. I'm not going to, you know. I'm not going to say it's going to be a year from now or three months or whatever. They're uh, kind of in the middle of a marketing thing right now to where I think they're asking people uh, to help uh, finish the film uh, as in uh, uh, with their choice. Uh, the film's in the can, ready to go. Uh, but uh, it's it's in the end stages. That's all I can say right now. Okay. I can't give you a specific date. I wish I could. Well, yeah, that's awesome. We're looking forward to that. And, you know, Mark, you've started becoming more, I guess I'll say, accessible to the fans over the last couple of years. I know you've been to some conventions. Uh, I saw you got a profile on Cameo. What made you decide to kind of start being more active online? Um, well, I, I'd be quite honest with you. I quit the business, literally. Uh, as they say in the old Westerns, I hung up my spurs. <laughs> and then I, uh, I started getting offers for this, that, and the other. And the next thing I knew, I was on my way to South Africa. I spent over a month there to do uh, Leprechaun 8. Uh, it's actually, uh, you know, it's, it's a part two, 25 years later, of the original Leprechaun. <laughs> and uh, I thought, how can I turn this down? Okay, uh, I was ready to get out, but uh, somebody's not ready for me to do this, so... That happened, and then on the heels of that, I started doing the cameo, and then uh, during the pandemic, uh, you know, there was nothing going on, uh, still not a lot going on with the uh, convention, so I decided to uh, execute uh, an idea I had had previously, was to open a little online store and let people, uh, you know, pick and choose items from, you know, my uh, my characters that I've played over the years, which is Francis Buxton, or the guy um, shouting, hey, it's Enrico Palazzo, uh, Gacy, um, Teen Wolf. And um, it, it came together. Uh, it was a lot less mysterious than I thought it would be. It was still hard. Um, but it's up and running. It's called MarkHoltonStore.com. And we've got T-shirts, mugs, uh, personalized, signed, 8 by 10s uh, and some other items on there, and more items to come soon. Um, another thing that uh, that's recent or whatever, if you're a baseball fan, especially a California Angels fan, uh, California Angels Magazine is doing a comedy classic, Naked Gun Revisited, and it's a, a four-part series that uh, Jeff Muller wrote. And uh, it really gives you a lot of insight on what it, you know, from the other side of the of the fence. You know, they sure. you know, they usually ask you, well, what was it like uh, filming, you know, in a baseball uh, environment? Well, this is from the other side. Uh, the, 
the first uh, the first three in a in a four part, and then the last one is uh, is with me, Mark Holton, and uh, uh, it's all about the, the guy in the stands going, "Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo." <laughs> so I don't know. I think I think that still uh, stands up. That that scene, that entire film, is one of the funniest. Uh, funniest films and and definitely one of the funniest scenes uh, in film history. Definitely, it's just it's still a mystery to me why the hell my one little line, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, because you know why why anybody would would really remember it. I really don't have an explanation. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's great that you're out there now again. We got all these projects going on, and you know, I got to say, Mark, I don't want to scare you off, but. Uh, I've been doing this show for almost 20 years and we've had, you know, probably thousands of people on at this point. And you were always a name that was on my short list. I would check every couple months to see if I could find anything out, you know, where you were. And, you know, finally I, I saw something on a cameo and thought maybe I would search for you. And I found you and led me to a Mark Holton store. And, you know, I'm gra- glad that it all worked out, but I think a lot of people feel that same way. It's great to have you back, uh, back in action. Well, uh, Thank you very much, Dustin. Uh, sorry it took us so long to get together. Um, but I did have, uh, at, at my first uh, convention, I did have a, a couple come up to me and say, we're, we were just so glad that, that you were going to be here. We thought you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, I'm not dead yet. But, uh, oh, I can't wait to get back to doing conventions. I just love it. I love uh, talking people, talking with people and uh it's just uh, something that I, I, you know, was was a, a complete mystery to me exactly what was going on with this because I just had no frame of reference. And then uh, the more I learned, and uh, after uh, after the experience or whatever, it's uh, it's something I'll do as often as uh, as I can. Oh, that's awesome. What's the status on your acting now? I know I, I saw you pop up on a Tim and Eric show, and you mentioned the Leprechaun movie that uh, was out a couple of years ago. Are you? starting to get more projects maybe or are you just uh kind of taking it easy well, these days i'm i'm just if as they come to me you know i i will consider anything um but uh i'm not out act, actively out there uh pounding on doors i don't even live in california anymore i uh i'm now in a, a small town near tulsa oklahoma but uh you know technology you know i don't need to go into offices or whatever, and if they want me to come to the office, fine, bring me in. You know, <laughs> that's just kind of my attitude. If it if it happens, it happens, um, and if it doesn't, I you know have this other stuff going on to keep me busy. Oh, that's great, uh, and Mark. I know pretty early in your career, you of course wound up with the role of Francis Buxton, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh, can you tell us a bit about that? You know how that came about. Was that just um, a regular audition, or did you know uh, Paul Rubens, or how did that work out? I did not know anyone. Uh, in fact, the only time I had seen Paul Rubens was on, I think, Letterman. So here's this crazy Pee Wee Herman guy um, on that one segment, and that was pretty much all I knew about him. And my agent sent me in, and. Uh, there's pretty much you know, all the writers, and there's Phil Hartman, and then uh, the director or whatever, and uh, the producers. There's a lot of people in the room, um, many more than, than usual, and I read with Paul. And um, I, I think by the time I got back to my apartment, they had already made the deal. So I thought, well, well great. 
and uh, then uh, the rest is history, I guess, <laughs> unless you want more details. Well, you know, I've never met a person who doesn't love that film. How was it for you on the set? You know, could you sense that you were making something that you'd be you know, talking about 35 plus years later? Um, it, it was a lot of fun on the set. Uh, it was, it was rewarding or whatever, but I could never have predicted, uh, the success that film would have just based on, you know, my day to day shooting of, uh, you know, my scenes in the film. I could have never predicted that Paul Rubens would become so huge. And uh, of course, you know, the director is my goodness, you know, Tim has, is just rocketed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, over time, it, it's, it's something that happens, you know, kind of in slow motion, you, you know, you, you pick something up, uh, years later and all of a sudden, you know, cult, cult, the top, you know, 20 cult films of all time, you're going, holy shit. Well, <laughs> holy, this thing's still popular. And then you know, a decade after that, a decade after that, so it, it's it's been you know crazy, but but uh, you know going back to uh, the conventions, I had people coming up to me with um, uh, old ragged VHS covers to sign, and they you know they would say, uh, my brother and I used to watch this every day. This is part of our childhood. And I'm going, wow, I feel like Captain Kangaroo here. Um, <laughs> But, uh, and then um, a, a wonderful story that I tell about uh, when uh, uh, Paul was doing the 30th anniversary uh, screenings of, of Big Adventure all across the country, and uh, that was another victim of the COVID thing, and I, I got, got to Dallas to see it, to see him on stage. It was wonderful, and he spotlighted me, spotlighted my, me and my wife. <laughs> and, uh, and this Dallas crowd, that, and I'm telling you, if you've never seen Big Adventure with Texans, you haven't lived. <laughs> they were, oh my goodness, you know, at the Alamo scene or whatever, it was something else. Sure. Something I'll never forget. But, um, of course, you know, I, I drifted out to the lobby with my wife, with, uh, you know, the rest of the crowd, and had this big old guy, probably about six foot four, six foot six, graying hair, and he kind of pushed his way through the people that had. Uh, encircled me that were asking questions and, you know, paying me compliments and making me feel like a million bucks. It was just totally unexpected. And he came up and he said, can I have a hug? And I said, sure. So I hugged him and in my left ear, he whispered, you were part of my childhood. And uh, I went, you know, I, I told my wife later and I, I, I choked up. It was, it was such a, uh, a genuine and sincere moment. So you never know until something like that happens uh, what may have happened in your life. Uh, a lot of people, you know, go to, go to the grave without, you know, knowing uh, things that are, you know, become very important to them. So anyway. Yeah, that's... Now everybody's bummed out. Okay, time <laughs> for it. <laughs> No, I think that's wonderful. I mean, I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm I'm glad that you're able to get out there now and and get this, uh, you know, the accolations from uh, from the people out there. It's definitely well deserved. It's great that you you know what kind of impact you've had on these people. You know, definitely me included. Well, thank you very much. I mean, it. You know, I was just completely uh, in the dark for many many years. I had no idea, no idea at all. 
and uh, and no frame of reference. You know, you, you don't meet people in a department store and that happened. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty good at, at blending in when I want to. Sure. Well, when it comes to that character, did you have any input into it? I, I mean, the facial expressions, the inflection you used, and in, in your voice—I mean, that really made that character more than just a random '80s bully, you know, which it could have very well been. But I mean, you definitely uh, did uh, such a great job. I don't think that film would have been what it is without without you being Francis. Well, one word that's been uh, associated with Francis Buxton that you know I, I I would never have picked or whatever, but it makes sense is the word villain. <laughs> but it makes sense because for every hero, there must be a villain. Sure. And I think we've all known people like that that are very pretentious and uh, shallow and infantile, people that are self-centered. I, we run across them, you know, from time to time during our lives. Most people have. And uh, I certainly had a few examples that uh, came to mind. Uh, I didn't, uh, you know, base it totally on that, but a, a lot of it, we just came from the writing. I mean, it was right there on the page. And then uh, when Paul and I fleshed it out, I mean, uh, they just came together. Did you get to keep any of those leisure suits that you wore in the film? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't get to keep a leisure suit uh, or a running outfit from Naked Gun. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think I have anything like that. I have a. I have a. Uh, a really cool jacket from Little Giants. Uh, that uh, Steven Spielberg gave to the principal cast. And okay. my role was, oh, I'm still wondering, why the hell did he give me one of these? Uh, but I love it. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, awesome. But, uh, no, I don't I don't have a lot of things like that. I, there are a lot of things I could have kept over the years, like, uh, uh, oh, I won't go into it. Uh, but, you know, you, you move and, and you go, hey, uh, that uh, nobody's ever, this is just in my way. I'm going to throw these... Uh, overalls away with the paint all over them that I wore in, uh, in Leprechaun. Oh, okay. And I'm sure there's somebody that would like to have Ozzy's overalls yeah. now. <laughs> I love it. Just collectible. I had uh, one gentleman do a podcast with me and he had purchased my Jersey, uh, from uh, Teen Wolf two. Oh, where wow. I played a boxer. Yeah. And, uh, put it in a frame and had it up on his wall and had me autograph it. I thought, wow, that's I would never have guessed. <laughs> Very yeah. cool. Yeah, that's another film. I was surprised. It came out the same year as uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. The Teen Wolf. I mean, that was 1985 around there. That was a really great year for you as far as uh, films go and your roles. Oh yeah, they they came fast and furious, and uh, and then they kind of you know I I tried to get away from the uh, the Francis Buxton kind of thing and. I thought, you know, I just, I don't want to be pigeonholed. I don't want to play the same character in everything I do. So I was a little bit resistant. And, uh, you know, I would, I would play the role as written in the audition. And that wasn't what they were looking for. They wanted Francis Buxton. And I would say, I, you know, I'm sorry. That's, that's what's on the page. I've already played that character. And I, and at the time I had a sequel writer for a part two. So, um, yeah, I probably left a lot of money on the table that probably wouldn't have gone for very long. But, uh, you know, I uh, was one of those stubborn, stubborn actors <laughs> <laughs> that wanted to go other directions. And, um, you know, I finally, you know, got my chance with, uh, you know, films like Gacy. And uh, so 
it went the way it went, and there are no do-overs. Well, you did have so um, a knack, of course, you know, for picking uh, roles that became, you know, classic films. You meant, we mentioned, of course, Leprechaun and Little Giants, The League of Their Own, Naked Gun. I mean, you, you had a real knack for landing uh, those roles in films that people, you know, as you've heard over the years, uh, became part of people's childhoods. Yeah, well, that's, that, um, you know, at, at the time it just seemed, uh, you know, nothing, nothing extraordinary. Uh, and, and like I said before, you don't know until later on exactly how that'll all come together. I had one guy, uh, tell me about his reaction to the, uh, the little line in Naked Gun. Uh, and it was at a convention. And I said, I said, what made that so funny to you? He goes, well, my brother and I had just seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure in Teen Wolf. So we recognized, you know, that's the guy. And, and that was the reason he and his brother laughed so hard at it, because they didn't expect to see that actor playing that little role. So I went, wow, okay, that's probably the best explanation I've gotten so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and on that same uh, page, I wanted to, I don't know how often you get asked this, but um, working with the Ramones, when you popped up in the uh, Something to Believe in video. Can you talk a bit about that, you know, your memories of working with the Ramones? I have very little memories of it. In fact, pretty much none. <laughs> I was uh, doing a thing for Martin Mull. Uh, Harry Shearer directed. It was uh, He had a, a, a series at that time called Martin Mull's White America, and I played a, a jailer. And... Um, I just happened to be standing around and these guys came around. I didn't know who they were or who these people were with the camera. And they said, hey, we're doing a video for the Ramones, blah, 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 blah. Could we just like, uh, you know, take some footage of you? I said, sure, whatever, as long as it's okay with, you know, everybody else, fine with me. And uh, that's all I remember. And in fact, you know, I, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it was just a moment <laughs> during another project <laughs> well, it's like you said, you never know what it's going to be that sparks something with people that, uh, you know, they remember all these years later, but that's great. Yeah. Well, that is cool. I mean, you know, that, that, that I was in Ramon's video, um, and, uh, and I, that's, that's another one of those, why do so many people remember that? Uh, but, um, <laughs> hey, they're the Ramones, whatever. Well, Mark, again, it's great that you've got so much stuff uh, on the horizon here. Is there anything else maybe uh, we didn't mention that we should be watching out for from you? Um, nothing that comes to mind. I think uh, I pretty much covered it. Uh, I'll say again, you know, if you if you uh, if you want to go to uh, markholtonstore.com and just give it a look, I'm sure the the least you'll leave uh, leave with is a smile. And uh, if you have a, a loved one's birthday coming up. Uh, that's a, a Pee Wee's Big Adventure or any of the other films uh, uh, fan. Uh, then I'll I'll hook you up with a, a special birthday video for that person on a cameo. Excellent. Well, Mark, again, uh, thank you so much for your time. Hey, I'm sorry it took us so long to hook up, dude. No, I'm just glad it worked out. As I mentioned, uh, I'm a huge fan of yours, and you were part of my childhood, of course. And it's been an honor speaking with you today. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Please, uh, please send me a copy when you get it edited and, and uh, ready to air. I, I would appreciate it. I definitely will. Thank you so much, Mark. Hopefully we can speak again sometime. Anytime. Anytime. All right. Excellent. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you. And again, that was the one and only Mark Holton. 
And again, you can find him at markholtonstore.com, and he's also on Cameo.
Hey guys, this is E.G. Daly, also known as Dottie from Wee's Big Adventure, and you're listening to The Five Count.
the five count. That's what you're listening to, the five count. And do you know who else you're listening to? Barry Bostwick. I was Brad in Rocky Horror Picture Show. But more important, you're listening to the five count.
And we're back. Oh yeah. Ton's gonna win in the end. <laughs> win in the end. Remember uh, at the end of Teen Wolf where they're uh, in the like celebration of the big game that got won by the Beavers and they're doing like crowd shot and there's the dude in the crowd with his like junk hanging out of a zipper. Wait, I don't remember that now. You should because that was Ton. I don't remember that at all. Look it up online. It's one of the the great Easter eggs of cinema guy with his junk hanging out in the crowd during the celebration at the end of Teen Wolf. And that man's junk was ton. That's not real. It's pretty real. I feel like I should look it up right now. It's a thing ton. I thought you knew. Hey, that was actor Mark Holton. He's a stand up dude. Can you believe that he had no idea that people loved him and thought that he was something special and I was like, yeah, I've been looking for you for almost 20 years and like in a not so creepy way. In a not so creepy way. But he's on Cameo. He's on uh, MarkHoltonStore.com. I believe there's like a Father's Day sale going on right now on his website. So you can get them Chubbs mouse pads for like 25% off. You should definitely do that. You should definitely do that. I'll do it. Ton, I got something for you here. No, you don't. It's a voicemail. Somebody called the five count hotline and left you a message. Really? It's a thing, Ton. I wouldn't lie to you. It's the anniversary show and people love you. Dude, let's hear it. Oh, hello, everybody. This is Jerry again. Yeah, last week, man, last Wednesday, I was in Mankato. I mean, it was pretty awesome. I took, it was my mom's birthday, so we uh, went to Wasika, went to Watana. And we ended up in Mankato. Oh, man. I, we went to the mall. We went to the thrift stores. I went down by Hineker, Hineker Pond. I even took a dump in the woods. I mean, it was unbelievable. What? And, uh, yeah, on Saturday I got to hang out with Ton. I mean, oh, he was at a party I was at in Wasika. I didn't even know he was going to be there. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm just going to make this short and sweet. So that's it. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. I, I it's been a week, man. I am now driving on the road, you know, and trying to live it. Oh yes, have a good time, everybody. Do it, yeah. I'm always concerned that maybe he's like oh. driving into the ditch or something when that happens. <laughs> no, dude, he's just so stoked. He's just so severely stoked all the time. I'm, I, I love it. But wait a second, did he say that he took a dump in the woods in Mankato? Why would you do that? Why would With you say mom. that? On With his, his mom's mom. birthday. <laughs> Jerry, what? Dude, what? First of all, I was complaining last week about how you were in town and didn't even ask a guy out to lunch or something. Like, can you imagine how your mom would have felt if I would have showed up for lunch at her special birthday celebration? That would have made your mom's, like, rest of her life, possibly. And you missed out on that opportunity. I was, like, really upset and slightly hurt. But now that you said that you took a dump in the woods with your mom, that's a little bit weird. Now I'm starting to feel the opposite. Like, thanks for not calling me, dude, because I didn't want to have a have a dump session in the woods. What? <laughs> I don't know. It was his mom's birthday. All right. It was her special day. Different people celebrate in different ways. Speaking of, Ton, do you remember exactly what was happening, you know, like roughly 10 years ago or so? No idea. Wait a minute. Were we celebrating? Well, let me tell you, Ton, uh, because this is the part of the program where we go back 10 years in five-count history. 
June 11th, 2011. Wow. It was the five-count seven-year anniversary celebration. Wow. This was a big uh, a big to-do in here, Ton. And I'm going to tell you why. Well, first we uh, played some killer tunes, reminisced, received a call from an inebriated Santa Claus, and the Five Count House Band played live. And I'll tell you something. I did some research, and I figured out that this, I believe, was the last time the Five Count House Band performed. Really? Ten years ago. No. Is when they died. Really? For real? I think so. It was ten years ago. It was me, and it was you, and it was uh, Jeff Belter, drummer for the Five Count House Band. He was the last drummer? No. Yeah, because we did Sex Girls and Butt Town and a bunch of other inappropriate titles for songs that night. I think that was it. Because Tonfest with Al was in 2010. Okay. The final fight. Wow. So the Five Count House Band officially died 10 years ago this week. Your thoughts? That's crazy. I didn't think that that was 10 years ago, man. Wow. So what do we do now? I have no idea. That that kind of bums me out for some reason. Well, it should. That was I remember playing that though. That was really fun. That I loved playing those tunes. I, Sex girls. They're was, all uh they're on the fivecount.com if you want to go relive that. The Five Count House Band. They used to be tearing up the charts, sort of. Now they're just tearing up Ton's heart. Yeah, man. Mostly because the rest of the band, me, forgot how to play. That is a bummer. Well, I don't know. What do you do? I guess you can move your drums down here and we could practice in the basement. That's actually not a bad idea. I started playing guitar. Well, I shouldn't say that. I played guitar a couple times this last week. (laughs) There you go. <laughs> I still own a guitar, so yeah. that's more than some people. I mean, not a whole lot more, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a good show, though. This this anniversary show that we're talking about, the, it was a good one. It was a good one. Can they go back and listen to this anniversary show? Yeah, it's at thefivecount.com. Awesome. Right now. You should do it. Uh, it was episode number 358. Is- that helps. As soon as you're done listening to this one, go listen to that one. Good uh, times. Well, that was 10 years ago in five-count history, Tom. That's crazy. And now we're back to the 17-year anniversary celebration. Man. 10 years has passed since the five-count house band tore up the airwaves. That's a, that's kind of a bummer. I'll tell you this, too. It's weird. I started, like, I picked up my guitar a couple times. The other night, I just felt like playing, and I grabbed my guitar, and I went outside. It was already, like, 10 o'clock. I played until midnight, just walking around on my deck and on my back patio, listening to music off of my phone and playing along to it. And it was fun. Um, but it is weird, because... Even though it's been that long, it just makes me want to play with other... Like, I just want to have a band scenario. I don't want to play to the radio anymore. Like, I want people to play with. I want to jam. I want the real thing. I want to crank up my amp, and I want to have a good time, you know? Like, I instantly, in my mind, go to, like, myself on stage. I don't... 
I'm like over the sitting on the edge of my bed trying to learn songs thing. Like I just want to go to being on stage again. It's kind of weird. Well, let's make a deal here, Tom. You give me some songs you want me to learn. Yeah. And we'll be ready to play again by the 20 year anniversary show. Really? So we got three years to get our act together. Three years to learn four songs? Yeah. I think we could pull that off. Well, I would hope so. <laughs> wow. I, mean, I can't guarantee I'll be very good, but yeah. I'll I'll be there and I'll, right. I'll look good. All right. Something to think about. Uh, dude, I will think about it. All right. You know, we could play some more music from Teen Wolf. Really? That's a... Well, you know, uh, Mark Holton, who was on the program tonight, he was in Teen Wolf, and he was in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and A League of Their Own, and a Leprechaun, and Gacy. Wow. And uh, Little Giants, and a bunch of other stuff I forgot. So we'll play some music. And then we'll come back. Sounds amazing. And then Ton will say something real good, and then you'll say, like, damn, that's why those guys have been on for so long.
Hello, this is Weird Al Yankovic. And if your radio is on, you're listening to The Five Count.
Snyder, yeah, you know me, and you are listening to the Five Count, yeah.
back son man 17 years of the five count we're gonna burn in hell yeah dude it's a good song dude i gotta say yeah even 10 years ago i was probably way more of the attitude of like we need to be done at some reasonable period of time we should not be going 17 20 years this seems ridiculous but here we are but now you can't imagine life without this show and my camaraderie i mean i can imagine it but i don't enjoy it (laughs) well try not to imagine it tom because i don't have anything else going on (laughs) this is my only escape now my only escape in life well and i appreciate it let's make it happen son i've got a whole lot of stuff i gotta mention that we didn't mention here last week really uh, I don't know if you've been to the five count.com or if you've been to the five counts YouTube page as of late, but there's been a whole bunch of stuff plastered up there. Let me tell you, a couple weeks ago, I had an interview with uh, Tom Bojour and Richard Beanstalk. They wrote a book called Nothing But a Good Time about the hard rock 80s explosion. Man. The uncensored history. That's real, real talk right there. It's basically like your life. Yes. But in paperback. Yeah, man. And uh, we also had an interview with Justin Lloyd. He's the nephew of Jim Varney. Really? Ernest P. Worrell. Yeah. Yeah, there's a documentary coming out called The Importance of Being Earnest. Interesting. But there's more. Earlier this week, we had an exclusive interview, our second, with comedian and Minnesota native Louis Anderson. Whoa. That's at thefivecount.com kind of ridiculous and everywhere you download your favorite podcasts it is on there so look for it go check it out and we had mark holton on the show tonight that's like a lot of stuff happening just open up that little podcast app you got on your phone there and look for the five count and go ahead and add us there guess what else if you're on patreon no idea uh there's a bonus show Oh, yeah, there is. It's like a compendium from last week's show. It's completely ridiculous. A follow-up appointment to the doctors. It really is. Front desk Rachel is there, and she tells the most ridiculous stories you possibly have ever heard. It's uncensored. I tell you what. If you join us on Patreon, and you listen to the show, and you think it's like not the most ridiculous story you've ever heard, please... Call up the hotline and tell us your ridiculous story. Please. Yeah, we can put you on the next. Uh, we can do a Patreon segment where we just have people and their obscene phone calls. I would love that so much. It's our anniversary, so if you're looking to get us a present, I mean, 
joining us on Patreon would be the way to go. That's the best possible present you could ever give. Got so many great people on Patreon, including Twitter Lori. But you can go to Lori Dawn Ceramics and get the five-count medallion right now. She's really one of the greatest of all time. You could wear it around your neck or on your ear or maybe like your friend's ear or on a trailer hitch or, you know, do throw it in the garbage. I don't know. Just buy it. Just buy the thing first. That's all. I think that's it, Ton. I think we're done. It's been a great program. It's been a great anniversary. I just really appreciate you, Dust, and everything that you do. Hey, stay tuned because there will be a brand new episode of The Five Count at the Movies. Yes. Coming up on Patreon. Last time we watched uh, Killing Spree. Killing Spree. This time we're going to watch another movie that Ton's going to love, probably. Actually, we haven't seen it, so we'll find out together. It might suck. Can you say what it's called? I think we're going with a movie called Road Meat. Road Meat. So with a wow. title like that. It's got to be good. It's got to. It's just got to. <laughs> it's going to be top notch. Either way you slice it, you just need to get on board with the Patreon. That's what you need to do. You need to go to Patreon. You need to look up the five count. Actually, just go to the five count.com. The links for the Patreon, for the Public, everything you need to know. The Facebook, the Twitter, the YouTube. Just go there. All of the links of your dreams are right at thefivecount.com. Click them all. Join, subscribe, like, share, tell all your buddies. Yeah, even the Five Count Co-op. And you won't regret it. New episodes of that. I unearthed old episodes of The Curfew. Real old ones. No way. They're coming on Patreon soon. No way, dude. Hey, happy anniversary, Tom. Thank you so much. See you next year. See ya.